welcome to the Biohacker's Guide for Women Only. You are listening to The Art of Becoming Wonder Woman. I am Jessica Fernandez-Cruz. And I am Yen B. Trung. Life extension, longevity, biotech, digital health technology, and prevention are all the fields of health that we've been working in for over 15 years. We've worked alongside world-renowned physicians, Nobel laureates, experts, and top biohackers. We were at the forefront of a lot of the science that is being used today for biohacking. Our mission is to bring to you all this knowledge and information and create a biohacking community for women. Join us today on our journey into biohacking our bodies. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Wonder Women. Here we are again with another wonderful Wonder Women conversation. Hi, Yemvi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Jessica? Well, I'm breathing in and exhaling slowly today. <laughs> and that's, I think that's what the conversation is going to be about today. I think we've had a lot of requests for conversations around mindfulness and breathing. And I think uh, especially around this time, early on in the year to start a new year one. And then with everything that's been happening from politics to COVID and everything, I think we all need to breathe a little bit. And I think breathing is actually a very good topic when you talk about COVID, right? Because that's the thing that we lose when we get COVID. We start having, having shortness of breath. So that in itself is already a sign of how important breathing is. And, you know, we don't really pay attention to the way we breathe in our daily life. And I remember working with a client once that was, you know, she was trying to manage her stress and anxiety and stuff. And, you know, we talk a lot about awareness, right? We, we, we think that you create an awareness around your body, around what your body needs. You learn how to listen to yourself. And I think that for me, and this is why I thought this topic was important, breathing plays such an important role in your emotional regulation and understanding how you're feeling that only by observing how you're breathing, you can know what you need at that moment. And I like to, you know, for people who are going through a lot of stress to just have a little alarm throughout the day, every hour, every two hours to just stop and see how you're breathing and then listen to what that breathing is telling you about you. It's very interesting that breathing is a sign of how you're feeling, right? Your emotional state. So if you're feeling anger, you're probably going to be breathing like this, like a bull, right? You're going to be angry. <laughs> you have this fast way of breathing and very deep. If you're scared, it's going to be very similar, only it's going to be very quick and short, right? You're going to be like, and you, your whole face, if you try to relate to each emotion while you breathe, is going to be either stiff or relaxed, depending on which emotion you're trying to connect with. And just thinking about something stressful, fearful, happy, sad, will have an impact on the way you breathe. So if you want to try the exercise at home, you will see how this emotion's impact the way you breathe. And it's funny that you said the word, and what I caught was thinking, because everything comes back to your mind. And so if you sit there, and this is a great exercise for you just to be aware of yourself is think of something that makes you really angry and just observe how you breathe. And then also when you think about something that you really love or really grateful for or passionate, you know, and that's, again, meditation, I always go back to meditation because it's a practice, right? And it allows you to sit there and really observe yourself and be aware of yourself. But this exercise with breathing really allows you to observe and just kind of 
be aware of when you're in the real world and you start having, let's say, an anxiety attack or you're starting to go towards that, you can recognize just by the breath and then how you stop it. And I think that's that's what we've been witnessing a lot is a lot of anger, anxiety, stress, and then sadly, the, the virus of all things to to hurt us while we're stressed out and anxious is our breathing, right? So it's it's sad scary at the same time. That was an interesting thing. And friends that I know that have had COVID, one of the things they begin saying before they know they have COVID is, I feel very stressed. I feel very stressed. And actually what they were feeling was the shortness of breath. I think it's how you can really relate one thing to the other quickly. And, you know, a simple thing, I want to give an example of something that happened to me today. And I'm sure all the women out there, you yourself will probably relate to this. So today I'm in my first day of my menstruation. This morning I was, here's the thing, we're snowed in in Madrid, so we can't get out of the house. Then there's now an increase in COVID cases that is calling for another lockdown. So the stress levels around me are pretty high. People are getting upset. The conversations start getting back into that negativity. So I'm not really in an environment that is very positive for your first day of menstruation, just to begin with. So I'm with that a little bit of anxiety inside of me. And my mother needs to get something from the gas station. So she asks me to drive her because, of course, driving in the snow is not really great right now. And then while we're driving, she's stressing and she's like, be careful with this. Be careful with that. Don't drive so fast. Be careful. Be careful. And I'm like building up this thing inside of me. And I'm just trying to keep it calm because it's, of course, not her fault that she's a little bit scared. And when she gets out of the car and into the gas station, this is where I stop. And I know, and this is why I say breathing can be such a great tool, such a simple thing you can always use. And I just went to do what is called the water breath work, which is cold water because you can do it any time of the day. And at the same time, it's bringing balance back. So you in four, so you do one, two, three, four, and then you exhale in one, two, three, four. Now, the whole time my mother was inside the gas station, I was just doing this. And when she came back in the car, I was back to normal. And using breath work for me in times like this, where I know that my body is, because it is my body that is actually in a more stressful behavior, not so much my mind, but it's my body driving my mind into that. At least that's how I feel it. And breath work is for me the tool to go to that it's like, it's for free. It's always available any time of the day. You don't need any space to do it. You can do it laying in your bed, driving a car in any space, wherever you are. So that's why I thought breath work is definitely a conversation that we need to have for women, more importantly, because we go also through those changes all the time, right? And you have to manage all those emotional roller coasters that we get into sometimes. Let's talk about the appropriate ways to breathe. We all know that we have to breathe, but what's the right breathing? What is breathing, right? Because we all know how to quote unquote breathe because we're all sitting here and we're all live, we're talking. But what is the right way to breathe? And so why don't you share? And then I have some thoughts around it as well. Um, from a science perspective, I, I, you know, sometimes when we, we talk about breathing and then we relate it to the mind, for some that's not into either mindfulness or hasn't started practicing it, for example, see the, the word quote unquote hokey, right? And so they, they, they think it's spiritual and it's hokey, it's hokey-ish. 
But it's, it's really not because once we put the science to work, there's so much more hundreds of years of science, not just with mystics and yogis, but just from researchers all the way back. It's just something that that's available to us. And it's, you know, it doesn't make money because you can do it yourself. We don't have to go buy something to breathe. Right. And so why don't you share with the, the listeners what your thoughts on the appropriate breathing patterns or how to breathe is? So, I mean, one of the things that I also want to highlight is that we realize that breathing is probably the only thing that we cannot live without for a long extended time. We can not eat for a long time and we'll survive. We cannot sleep for a long time and we'll survive, but we cannot not breathe. We will die if we don't breathe. So that's how important breathing really is. That to begin with, when there's no oxygen in the brain, when there's no oxygen go flowing through your body, you die. So it's important that we realize that oxygen, that oxygenation of the body has a huge impact on the way we live. I'm not going to get very complex into this, but what I was just saying that they call the water breath work is the four by four breathing, which is the stabilizing and the balancing of the body. You want to slow it down. You just want to feel the rhythm of it. But there's then the two ways of breathing that are called coffee breathing or whiskey breathing. And the name itself pretty much tells you when you need to do each, right? But they have to do with the system in the body that they activate. So if you want to go to sleep, then you want to activate the parasympathetic system, which is the system that slows you down, the system that starts the digestion, the part of the body that is looking for rest. And then you do the whiskey breathing. The whiskey breathing is the one that's called four by eight. You inhale in counts of four. So you will do one, two, three, four, and you exhale in eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you keep doing that and you will notice that you will fall asleep with that. So again, this is not something that you want to do any time of the day. You want to make sure that you only use that one when you really want to fall asleep and relax. Then you have the coffee breath work because it has to do with the morning. So you want to wake up. This is the sympathetic system you want to wake up, which is the one that's going to you know, boost your hormones. It's going to make the blood flow into your muscles and it's going to wake you up. And this is a, a way of breathing that is much more focused on the way you exhale. So it's like sneezing. If you guys saw the challenge of last week when we talked about breathing, there was a link that we gave you where there was a, a priming program that Tony Robbins recommends. And there he starts doing this coffee breathing, which is like a sneeze. So you do it, what is it? You do it 20 times, three rounds. And it sounds like this. So you Forget about the inhale. doesn't really matter how you do it, just through your nose quickly, but focus on the exhale. So you go, and you keep doing that for 20 times in three different rounds. The good thing about this one is that it wakes you up. So you want to do that one when you wake up in the morning. You want to do that one during the day whenever you need a little bit more energy. And they also recommend to do this one at the time of the day, towards the end of the day, where you feel like having some sugar. Instead of going for the sugar, what your body is asking for that activity so you can focus on doing this breath work as well. So it's amazing how something so simple is completely unknown to us. We never learned this until we actually come across conversations like this. And I would think, like, shouldn't this be something we should have all learned at school from day one? Because we could do it every single day and just help us maintain the energy levels, be in our best state, transform our emotional state only through breath work. It's amazing. 
do you have a go-to breath work that you use or do you you're aware of these uh, different types of breath work and and you have to be aware of the, the state that you're in at that moment and then you'll go to that breath work? Well, for me, I, I really do have like the differentiation between do I need energy or do I need to calm down? Because there's the other effect. If you're stressed, you don't want to do the quick breathing exercises because that's going to make you even more nervous. I say this because many times we give advice to other people with a good intention like, oh, you should try this breath work. It's great. You make sure that the person is getting what they need in the state that they're in. Because as you can imagine, if you're stressed, you're already breathing very fast. So if you go even faster, you're going to (laughs) blast. You're going to get very upset. So you want to calm down, right? And also regulate it slowly. If you force the person to go into a very slow breathing, you create an anxiety because they're still in their sympathetic system working. So they have to go little by little. So if you can read that in yourself, and I think that that's something you learn as you practice more and more of it, then you know exactly what you need in each time. For me, as I said today, the four by four or the box breathing, the one that is inhale in four, hold four, and then exhale four. That one is also great for me whenever I need to just slow down, like when I notice that I'm getting a little too stressed. It helps me in conversations too, when conversations get complicated and I just want to step back and you know respond correctly. I use breath work as well to come back and give the right answer in the right tone and things like that. And it's all done through your nose. Is there an inhale, out, exhale, mouth? Or is it just inhale, nose, inhale, and exhale, nose? Well, that's like now this is next level breathing. <laughs> but I was very lucky because I've been training with with a trainer that's called Sonia Terol, who was living many years in California. And she's been very focused in breathwork. Like that's been her thing. So much so that she has been learning breathwork methods for treating people with addictions. She's been working in rehab centers, working with, with breathwork. So I learned a lot of different breathwork ways of of connecting with your body, of lifting your energy. More importantly, there's something magical about breathwork is that you can even activate a certain level of unconscious. And that is like the psychedelic without taking anything, right? (laughs) That's the fascination for me. That is fascinating. I mean, it's even a little bit scary when it starts, you start to feel it because um, you get a high from breathing sometimes. You know, like uh, uh, free, di- free uh, uh, divers, freestyle divers, the, the, or deep divers, the, the ones that hold their breath without the oxygen tank. So those individuals, what they've said is at the point where before they lose their breath or they, they go into unconsciousness, there's a high to it, a euphoria to it right? Where they're hundreds of feet down or however, whatever the depth is that they're, they're below. And then all of a sudden they don't realize that they, they're out of oxygen because they're in euphoric state. And that's why they end up just passing out because they're not grasping for air anymore. They're not. And I, I think that's a coping mechanism of our own body that when we're depleting it of oxygen and it, instead of us, us being in pain, because none of us, we're here today, none of us have been in that situation or there may be, but you know, this is the story that these individuals have told us is that they, they go into a euphoric state before they pass out. And so it's very interesting because that's, that's how powerful that you would think that you would stress out. And at some point that you may, but there's an, a, 
the other side to it and that some individuals and biohackers have captured as well to make it euphoric even. Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. I mean, when you start reading about breathing and how much you can reach through breathing, it's it's incredible. There's a thing called holotropic breathwork. And actually, I learned this through Sonia because she does some meditation sessions, including holotropic breathwork. Although if you look for holotropic breathwork, you will see that this is used for therapy, really for people who need to release trauma. And what they do is that they, through the breathwork, which is very much through the mouth, because you breathe very quickly and it's like a... kind of breathing. So it's like 20 times like this, you stop and then you keep going until then you get that high, you go inside. And I've not done the whole therapy, so I don't know how far you can get, but I have done like 20 minutes of holotropic breath work. And you do certainly feel something like your whole body is different. Your whole state, once you have done that holotropic breath work is different. I can see why it's used to heal trauma and how much it can really help you cleanse that energy that's stuck in you, right? So you can really, through that breath work, release a lot. It's very powerful. I mean, I think it's incredible how we how we underestimate certain things that that seem too simple to be true sometimes, I think, too. You mentioned the, what What was it? The, the four counts in, four counts out. What can you call that? Water. Water, okay. Because you can take it the whole day, at any time of the day. It's because there's there's another one that I've learned through, like Stephen Kotler, who, who does the, the flow genomics research. He's also, there's the Navy SEAL. They do a box breath, right? And some of these, some of these are the standard ones that's been recommended by some biohackers, for example. And that one is five breaths in, you hold at five, you breathe out five, and then you hold at five and you breathe in five. Or you can increase it by another count, right? So six, hold six, out six, in six, you know, and then seven. And then, and then you, and you, you come back to the beginning again. So the Navy SEAL does a five seconds. I think I mentioned earlier, there's a book from James Nestor, and he talks about this research that was done about over 20 years ago in Italy. A researcher brought in a bunch of people, and they had one group recite the Ave Maria, right, the prayer, and then another group recite the the Buddhist mantra, the Om Mani Padme Hum, right? And what they found with with that was that there was a respiratory rate of about five to seconds breaths per minute, right? And so when you calculate that, it becomes what you would imagine being the box breathing. Yes, or the the water breathing, right? Because it's a low rate, right? And so those chants and those mantras, because when you're 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 chanting or you're saying the mantra like the Buddhist monks or um, you know, you're saying it slowly, but you're breathing in between as well. So it's the same respiratory rate as as chanting. So when you're so basically it's teaching you to breathe, but you're not cognizant of the breathing. And now what we're doing is we've captured the breathing pattern. So you don't have to chant. You don't have to memorize a mantra, right? But you, this is biohacking, right? We've captured the breathing method, the respiratory rate, uh, the rate of doing it. And then now we're saying just breathe. And this is how you breathe, right? These are the technicalities of it. And so 
And so as, as what James Nestor talks about is that everything's done through the nose, right? And he really advocates just breathing through the nose because your mouth, when you breathe through your mouth, your lungs are completely exposed. There's no filtration system, right? And then your mouth becomes more acidic as well. And he, and he talks about the science behind what, you know, you, you having more cavities and all the, the bad stuff that happens when you breathe through your mouth. But what happens when you breathe slowly through your lungs as well with, with the, that rate is that you fill your lungs, especially the bottom part of your lungs, which has more um, blood, you fill it up with more oxygen as well. And there's a balance of CO2 and oxygen in the body, which helps um, more nutrients co- go into your organs and your tissue as well. And so there's a lot of science. And w- as it relates to anxiety, what happens is when you breathe in this manner, you also get into a flow state because that's what they measured with these people who were, they were researching is that they hit what they call a coherent state. So there was this peak state that happened and and it's the same peak state in the brainwave that you find with monks who, who meditate as well. It's an alpha wave or a delta wave brainwave, you know? So that's a flow state as well. And so you start to see these patterns and how they connect and how we've captured just the breathing pattern so that now we're biohacking, you know, what the monks and what the, the Buddhist monks and what the, uh, the Zen meditators have been doing all these and the yogis, what they've been doing is, and we've just captured it into a very simple process, right? To, to t- capture um, the benefits from it. And so just, just the benefits from it is, is an increase in oxygen to the brain. Your blood circulation is increases, your blood pressure goes down and you have more oxygen and a balance of CO2 in the body as well. And, and not just the brain wave itself. You also bring the attention to the present moment, which is also one of the difficult things to do. But counting your breath, your breathing every time is helping you to come back to the now, to here, to this moment. And that's the only thing. Breathing is, is the only thing that's now, is when you capture it right now, that's, that's you're not breathing in the future, you're not breathing in the past. <laughs> I love how you said that. That's so true because, you know, we are ruminating in our minds and we're telling ourselves stories and, and then we're breathing when we listen to those stories in our head. But when we once we start counting, we start coming back here to the now and then the story is not so relevant anymore. And I think this is right now, I think, a, a crucial tool for us to manage all these changes that we're going through right now and that don't look like they're getting much better for the next month. So we better have some good tools to manage this and also to, to know ourselves, you know, can you tell me, and I, when I say you, I mean like anybody who's listening, how do you breathe normally during the day? Are you the kind of person who breathes very quickly the whole day? Do you breathe very slowly? Do you notice yourself not breathing? That happens too. And it's interesting because if you've never paid attention, you won't know. Here's my self-quantification biohacker side, right? If anyone has a blood pressure cuff, a pulse ox, or, you know, even your, uh, your Apple Watch, for example, or Fitbit should be able to do your heart rate variability. Take your measurement before you breathe and then after. And do that if you're doing a 15-day challenge with us on your breathing from the beginning of the first day before and after all the way to the last 15 days you know, the end of the 15 day before and after you, you, you do your breathing and be really interesting. And if, if the audience could, you know, our listeners could share on our Facebook group, you know, it's a private Facebook group. So you can share that information if you want to encourage and inspire other women to trying this challenge out. It's good for you. And so we would love for everybody to do it really. 
but you'll start seeing the benefits and it's real true numbers. I love it. There's also one thing I wanted to add to the challenge that we were talking about last week, right? So we have a 15-day challenge where we want to introduce a routine where we focus on our breath work and we really use our breath work to, you know, feel better, connect with our good energy and and also understand how this impacts us, right? So you don't need to do it only in the morning or only in the evening. I would suggest, because there's 15 days, play around with the times of the day that you choose to work on your breath work. Because it might be good for you in the morning. I mean, ideally, you do it three times a day. In the morning, midday, somewhere at 3 p.m., and then in the evening before you go to sleep. But maybe you need something else. So the hacking really comes with, am I able to notice when I need this? So if you guys are noticing this already, let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. And we have our Facebook group, The Art of Becoming Wonder Women. You just need to join and we'll bring you in. It's a private group. And we're more than happy to have you all together discussing all these changes in your body that we're all experimenting through these challenges. There was one thing I wanted to share too that people might have heard about, which is the Wim Hof method. The Iceman. The Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> So I think, I mean, because he's also considered a biohacker, he's an athlete, he has been very focused on proving, and I think that that's where his the biohacker in him comes out. He wants to prove scientifically that his method actually impacts the immune system and mental health. Like He really thinks that his method is capable of curing depression and of boosting your immune system in such a way where you're going to be free of disease. So, I mean, you have to learn the method. And unfortunately, I was going to do a training in November in Marbella because there was a trainer from Holland who was in Marbella and she was going to do a Wim Hof training. But the COVID cases went up and then it was canceled. Unfortunately, this is how we live now. You never know what you're going to (laughs) get. But I have been reading a lot about it, of course, because I really thought I was going to do it. So, um, You know, there's a combination of three things in this method, meditation, the temperature. So you get into cold air, cold bath, or it depends. There's different, different things that he does. It can be running in the snow, depending where you are. And then, so there's breathing techniques, meditation, and the cold. And these are the three things that he says that combined create that boost in your immune system. Interestingly, what they're doing now in their studies is trying to figure out because they have seen it has an impact on your immune system and they have seen that you could think that it's it's good for depression but what they don't know yet is is it the cold is it the meditation is it the breathing technique i want to bring this one up because i think that there's a lot of research happening around it and therefore i believe that this attention is not for nothing i mean it's the university of san francisco it's the nijmegen university so those are like very reputable universities who won't waste their time in studies that don't make any sense. Clearly, there has to be some evidence in it. If you like the method or you want to have a look at it, you can also buy it online so you can do it at home. But if not, it's you should have a look if around your area. There's a Wim Hof trainer that you can also join. That's more fun because you're with other people. And I think it's a very exciting thing to try out. I plunge to start my year. You remember that I jumped in the pool on the 1st of January. I think I was like, I don't know, 20 seconds in the water just saying, breathe, breathe, breathe. And then I came out quickly. Well, you know, like athletes, they take ice baths after a hard workout or a game or something like that. And so my friends and I, when we did the Vegas 
go marathon in December, right? It was like degrees. That's exactly what we did. We went back to their pool, not heated pool, and we sat in the pool. Now I only sat up to my waist because I was using my legs. I know my whole body was sore, but it was very cold. <laughs> my friends went in and I just sat in there. We have pictures of ourselves sitting in our in the pool with our, our medals on and everything like that. So guarding Winhoff, he, he talks about also longevity too, and how the whole process actually helps strengthen your telomeres, protect your telomeres and the cells around it as well. And so it's, um, so there's a longevity aspect to the process or the system he has. Mm, for sure. Oh yeah, no, that's why I think, I mean, we definitely need to keep an eye on this and see where, where it takes us. But I think most of the biohackers do the Wim Hof method, or at least have tried it. So it's definitely something, if you want to be a biohacker, you need to know what it is. <laughs> I take cold showers in the morning, you know, Unfortunately, my shower doesn't stay cold as long. <laughs> so just warming up some temperature setting that we have. But I'll turn it on. I'll just stand in there and it'll take a good two minutes before it starts getting warm. And then, you know, but it's a great way to start your morning. Mm-hmm. For sure. I totally in for it. I mean, I think, I don't know if I can... Um, I, I need to train that, but I'm not the kind that will spend the whole time in the shower with cold water. I will do half and half. Depends how hot it is outside too. <laughs> so, so back to the breathing on the cold, because once you jump in that cold water, you really have to regulate your breathing. Actually, it's not, you know, the, the cold is not just the physiological benefits of it, where, you know, it helps with the inflammation and everything that wins described, but also, you know, you end up having to regulate your breath because you jump in and then you almost lose your breath, right? And so at that point, you're very cognizant of, oh my gosh, okay, I forgot to breathe. I need to breathe right now. Well, that's what's beautiful about it. I mean, I think that that's where you see that. You, that's that click because you you prepare yourself with the meditation and the breathing techniques to get in and keep breathing, keep your body warm through the breath work. I think it's magical in that sense. It's beautiful. So we're encouraging everybody to do the Wim Hof method. Wim, if you're listening, I hope you're very proud of us. <laughs> I think we're just running out of time right now. So. Yeah, time to go. This goes so fast. <laughs> so we're definitely, we have to bring somebody on here to lead a, a some type of reading. And so keep an eye out on that. We'll bring on an expert to lead us through a 20 or 30 minute breath work so that there's a recording that, that the audience can follow when they want to. I love it. I love it. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, for today, just stay with this idea. We're going to check on our different needs, how we feel, what kind of breath breathing exercises my body asking for. Do I need some water? Do I need some coffee or do I need some whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put we'll put all the information that we discussed on our Facebook group. So log on to our Facebook group, check out the information, the breathing patterns, our videos, that Jessica shared and then uh, let us know if you have any feedback and questions and let us know how you feel. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye, Yemvi. Bye. You've been listening to The Art of Becoming Wonder Women, the podcast. Thank you for being a part of our community. If you haven't yet, join our private Facebook page and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another Wonder Women conversation. Our podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any question you may have regarding a medical condition.